G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Imagine someone close to you dies. You go to the funeral and then you come back a few days later to put some flowers on the grave and it's been dug up and the coffin's open, empty. One of the cemetery gardeners walks past. What would you ask him? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program today as we take another look at this Easter thing from a different perspective. It's just great to be with you again today. I hope you had a great Easter weekend. But it's funny how quickly we brush by the Easter celebration each year. A day or two later, and we've forgotten all about it. But it wasn't like that on the first Easter. A brutal crucifixion. Pain, mourning. They'd lost someone who promised so much. They'd lost all hope. And then, then on the day after the Sabbath, a few of his followers down at the tomb, empty, gone. Confusion, hope, despair... Maybe. No, surely not. Was there hope? Had he risen? He always said he would, but no. Some found it easier to come to grips with it than others. But Mary, Mary Magdalene, the woman who first looked into that empty tomb, she couldn't. She thought someone had taken his body. Then she asked the local gardener. Over these last three and a half weeks, we've been going through a series of programs looking at the question... Who exactly is this Jesus? The things he said, the things he did. Now, here we are. Jesus has risen from the dead. The tomb is empty. And Mary Magdalene, a really devoted follower and servant of Jesus, who's been with him these last three and a half years, she is the first one at the empty tomb. If we're going to look at who Jesus is, then as well as the Jesus who walked for those three and a half years and talked and did and healed... I think we need to look at the risen Jesus, the Jesus that came back from the grave. What's he like? What did he do? How did he treat people? How did he interact with Mary Magdalene in her grief? And when she looks in this tomb, her immediate reaction, the one that's stuck in her heart is, they've taken his body away. Which they? Who's they? Well, we're not sure who she was referring to. Maybe she was talking about the Roman authorities. Maybe... The religious leaders who ultimately were the ones that prosecuted him to the point of death. Maybe she's talking about other followers. We don't know. But the reaction she has is not an unreasonable one. In fact, it's the most plausible explanation. You go down there, she's watched him brutally beaten and nailed to a cross and crucified. She watched him taken down from the cross and and laid in the tomb. He's dead. Dead is dead. And so she goes to the tomb, it's empty. What's happened? Someone has taken the body away. Let's pick up the historical account as John writes it in the fourth book in the New Testament. This is what he writes. Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. As she wept, she knelt to look into the tomb and she saw two angels sitting there, dressed in white, one at the head, the other at the foot of where Jesus' body had been laid. They said to her, Mary, why are you weeping? They took my master, she said. I don't know where they put him. After she said this, she turned away and saw Jesus standing there. 
but she didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to her. He said, Mary, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, thinking that he was the gardener, said, Mister, if you took him, tell me where you put him so I can care for him. And Jesus said, Mary. Turning her face to him, she said in Hebrew, Oh, Rabbi, meaning teacher. Jesus said, Don't cling to me, because I haven't ascended to the Father yet. Go to my brothers and tell them. I ascend to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went, telling the news to the disciples. I saw him. I saw Jesus. And she told them everything he'd said to her. Now, Mary was locked in the reality of her grief. It's so often the way, isn't it, in our here and now, in our reality, in our pain or just plain life, we are locked into our reality. And then we come to Easter and we have a few days off and we have some chocolate, maybe go to church, and we brush past Easter, barely noticing that something profound has happened. Mary looked at Jesus. I love this. I chuckle every time I read this in John's Gospel. And she thought that the Son of God was the gardener. That is just so wonderful to me. You can imagine years later when she was telling her grandkids, can you believe it? I saw the risen Jesus, the first person to see him, and I thought he was the gardener. (laughs) But maybe we do that too here in the 21st century. Maybe we look at the whole Easter story that seems to have happened so long ago, 2,000 years ago, and we just brush past it. We, We misinterpret it. We miss the whole thing that's going on, no more or less than Mary did when she looked at Jesus and thought he was the gardener. It's tragic. Then he spoke her name. He said, Mary. There's something special about someone who knows our name and someone in whom we can trust and hope. And the moment he spoke her name, she recognised him. She recognised the voice. She recognised the way that Jesus used to say Mary. Instantly, The grief was turned into joy. Instantly, hope was restored. Instantly, she knew that she need never have lost hope because Jesus was risen from the dead. I love this part of the story because so often you hear people say, well, you know, maybe the disciples were delusional. You know, maybe they were just imagining things because they're under pressure. Mary did not expect to find a live Jesus at the tomb. She came down to embalm his body. She was looking for a dead one. And she found him alive. And she didn't even recognise him until he said, Mary. And then she fell to her knees. She knew. The disciples, Peter and the others, they believed before Mary. They knew what Jesus had been saying. They thought, well, he must have come back. They'd gone back to their lodgings. Yet Jesus knew her grief. He knew that she was locked into her physical reality And he lingered there. He tarried there at the tomb, waiting for her. She was the first one to see him alive. And Jesus chose the one who hadn't yet believed. He spoke her name. Come on, have we brushed past Easter? Have we missed what's happened? Are we so locked into our present circumstances that we don't get it? We kind of know the story the way a child knows the story because we saw it at Sunday school or whatever. But in our lives and in our hearts, we don't know the story. We don't live our lives so often as though Jesus actually has risen. Today, I believe he's speaking your name. Today, 
I believe Jesus wants to speak hope into your life. Today he's coming to look for the lost. Today he's coming to look for the one with no hope left anymore. Just like Mary Magdalene at that tomb. Listen deep inside your heart. Listen to him. Because I believe he wants to speak your name in a way that you know that he rose for you, that he died for you, that he rose for you, that he loves you so much. The master is speaking your name, new hope, new start, new life. Now, we can ignore that quiet whisper in our hearts and we can come up with some kind of gardener or Easter bunny misinterpretation of what was going on or we can believe We can answer, we can respond. We can say, Lord, I hear you. I want you, I love you. Come into my life. Give me hope. Give me joy. Just the way you did for Mary at the tomb that day. It's up to us. I have some really exciting news for you. This day program, A Different Perspective, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to get to know Jesus better and draw ever closer to him as their Lord and Saviour. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. How incredible is that? That means that a gift today of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can give securely online at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.